Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of $15,178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Jesus said there would be wars, earthquakes, famine, and pestilence. That nation would rise against nation. There would be false Christs, signs in the heavens, and the four horsemen of the apocalypse. The sun would be darkened, and the moon would not give its light. Men's hearts would fail them for fear. The destruction of Damascus, Gog and Magog, the rapture, the man of sin, Armageddon, Nuclear war, destruction of society, genetic engineering, transhumanism, the UFO phenomena, global government, universal church, and doctrines of demons. Enter the realm of last days. We invite you to another exciting episode of Last Days Broadcast, where we will examine current events in light of God's prophetic word. And now your host, Pastor Jerry. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Last Day's Broadcast. I'm your host, Pastor Jerry, and we're glad you could tune in to be with us. We're going to talk today about Damascus, Syria, and the destruction of Damascus, the prophecies that were written of old in Isaiah chapter 17. Chapter 17 of Isaiah is typically called the burden of Damascus. Now, Damascus is the main city of Syria, the country of Syria, which borders Israel. Uh, also bordering Israel is Lebanon on the coast. Jordan to the other side of Syria, Saudi Arabia, and then Egypt. Those are the five nations that border the nation of Israel today, the modern nation of Israel. This prophecy was given by Isaiah 2,600 years ago. It had a fulfillment of it in its day. Now this is what's controversial to some, but certainly not to me, because I know how God writes Scripture in a way that there's often more than one fulfillment to a particular prophecy. An example given is Jesus on the cross, citing David in the Psalms to a team. Well, when David wrote the Psalms, you know, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Uh, every bone is out of joint. My heart is poured out like wax. Well, those are the things Jesus said on the cross and that were speaking of Christ. But really, the Psalm was written about David. But the Holy Spirit knew that one would come greater than David who would literally give himself on the cross as an offering for our sin. And David was being used by the Holy Spirit as 2 Timothy 3.16 says, holy men of old were carried along by the Holy Spirit when they wrote these Scriptures down. And, and Isaiah certainly is no exception. And, and as I've said before, prophecy is very cyclical in nature. We, we go 
uh, we start the civilization of mankind at Babel, and it ends up at the second coming of Christ at Babylon the Great. So everything runs in circles, and Israel had enemies, you understand, back in Isaiah's day that wanted her destruction. Israel has enemies today that want her destruction. And many of the enemies that were back then who were not destroyed by God's judgment survived and they are still enemies against Israel to this very day. And the Bible makes it clear that all the nations or the Goyim are in the end times going to be against Jerusalem. So that would include the United States. So let's read Isaiah 17 with a fresh pair of eyes today if we could. The burden of Damascus... Behold, Damascus is taken away from being a city, and it shall be a ruinous heap. The cities of Aurora are forsaken. They shall be for flocks which shall lie down, and none shall make them afraid. In other words, it's going to cease to exist. It's going to be just a plain. It says, The fortress also shall cease from Ephraim, that is the power, the military might, and the kingdom from Damascus. Now, Damascus is the oldest continually inhabited city in the world today. So these prophecies we know have not yet been fulfilled. Damascus, Syria has not yet become. Now if you look at it today in our newspaper, you would really wonder, are, are these prophecies being fulfilled right in front of our eyes? Uh, you know, I see the, the cameras of Fox News and CNN uh, rolling through the streets and you see rubble on every side, people living in destitution and uh, war just raging all about. The United States has been funding rebel factions, even ISIS and Al-Qaeda in order to overthrow the Assad regime. Now we see Russia, who I believe is the head of the Magog invasion, moving troops into Syria, moving naval vessels into port, or top commanding admiral just yesterday on the news said this is not a good sign for us. It may be very possible that they can stop us from moving our military into those areas. It's for the first time that we may not be able to get through those waters. Uh, he was very concerned. Talk in uh, the UN about uh, a high-ranking diplomat saying that Obama should be in peace. He has mental issues. Did you see that? Uh, we've got a lot of things going on in the world today. But we see a, a biblical prophecy. We see that Magog coalition with Russia, Syria, and Iran teaming up, uh, which would make up the, the, the large part of that Ezekiel 38 coalition in the end times. Well, right here we're looking at Damascus. I believe Damascus will, this prophecy here in chapter 17, will literally be fulfilled before the Magog invasion takes place. Are we witnessing it today? Are we seeing this happening? I believe that we are. Let's read on. So Damascus and the remnant of Syria, they shall be as the glory of the children of Israel, saith the Lord of hosts. Think about that for a minute. What is he actually saying there? Remember the glory of the children of Israel? Well, they were taken away by Nebuchadnezzar in judgment. They were taken away a hundred years before that by uh, uh, Sennacherib, the Assyrians. And, and they became 
literally a, a, a destitute nation. Israel was scattered and the people all over the, all over the world. And, and what is he saying here? Isaiah is saying that Syria is going to become like that. We've been seeing on the news millions of refugees, hundreds of thousands being funneled into different Western nations, having nowhere to go. Obviously, war is not a good thing. We could uh, analyze uh, who's right and who's wrong in these things, and that really, for the common man, you and I, that will do us no good. It's, it's actually happening. The powers of darkness and the kings of the earth are doing what they're doing, regardless of what we think of. They're doing it, but we see the United States not playing an innocent role, playing a major role, I believe, as Babylon the Great. She's the one that's riding this beast into power and, and overthrowing kings and trying to set up a world government. That's obvious if you have eyes to see and ears to hear. It's there, there to be seen. Just look at the newscast. Says that in that day it shall come to pass the glory of Jacob. Jacob's always a reference to the nation of Israel. Shall be made thin. The glory of Jacob shall be made thin in that day, and the fatness of his flesh shall wax lean. Wow. In other words, Israel's going to be involved in this battle. Just yesterday on the Drudge Report, I'm sorry, on the Debka file. We see that uh, there was talk of Israel moving troops into the Golan. We already know that Iran has moved into the Golan over the last several days and is fighting there and is putting up troops against Israel, even as I speak this morning. And this is October 25th, 10.45 a.m. Are we getting ready to see these prophecies, these critical prophecies that will set the stage for really the coming of Christ for His church? Are we getting ready to see that? These prophecies that will set the stage for the 70th week of Daniel to commence. We are very well on the, on the edge of our seats, ladies and gentlemen. Verse 5 says, It shall be as when the harvest man gathereth the corn, and reapeth the ears with his arm, it shall be as he that gathereth ears in the valley of Rephaim. Rephaim remembers the valley of the giants, the Rephaim. It's one that's going to reap in that valley. Yet gleaning grapes shall be left in it, as the shaking of an olive tree, two or three berries in the top of the uppermost bowl, four or five in the outmost fruitful branches thereof, saith the Lord God of Israel. And at that day shall a man look to his Maker, and his eyes shall have respect to the Holy One of Israel. God is going to get people's attention. And this, this battle will leave Israel in a very weakened state. Uh, according to this Scripture here, she will be shaken like an olive tree, and, and many of the olives will fall. Only the fruitful ones will remain. God talks about there coming a day when, when He will shake everything that can be shaken so that only the things that remain will be left. That's why God lets that adversity come into your life and mine. He lets adversity come so He can winnow us out, so He can shake off the, the dead 
so that only the fruitful, notice he said the fruitful, the fruitful of Israel is going to be left. Hallelujah. And it's going to come through this battle that's, I believe, about to take place in the very near future. This battle that's going to happen that will leave Damascus desolate, that will leave Damascus a ruinous heap, that will cause its people to be scattered among the nations, just like the children of Israel were. We're watching this today right before our very eyes. And ultimately, God will be glorified. What will the people remain? What will they do? What will the people of Israel do that, that come through this cataclysmic? They'll give glory to the God of Israel. Hallelujah. They'll give glory to their Maker. Everyone will look to His Maker. You know, many of you all know this week I had a, a episode with my blood pressure. It was given medicine that I shouldn't have been given. My heart rate went way up, 245 over 111. I was losing consciousness. I was home alone. <clears throat> was able to get to the phone and get my daughter to call the ambulance. I was looking to my Maker. Hallelujah. When you're in a state where you think, man, I'm going to die right now, this could be it. My thinking became very fuzzy. I couldn't put words together correctly. But my spirit inside was just, God, if it's my time, thank you. I'm looking to you. You know, we'll be in a desperate spot. Thankfully, he, he he took care of me. I'm still standing today. Amen. Amen. But, uh, we, we never know. We never know when that day of time would be. But you come through a war where you've lost everything. Your home, your nation, everything is gone. The foundation of which you knew is, is no longer there. The false gods that you trusted in have been defeated. You, you began to look to the one true God. Uh, I believe those who, who don't, they, they've been done away with. They've been taken out in judgment, but the ones who are left began to say, God, I'm looking to You. You're the source of life. The source of all life. Look, let's read on and see here uh, the, the outcome of that. Uh, verse 8. Everyone will look not to the altars, the, uh, to the work of His hands, neither shall... Respect that which his fingers have made, either the groves or the images. In other words, the false idols that they've built, that they've made, that they've relied upon, have been broken down. They have been taken away. God has shown them to be useless, worthless, and of none effect in their lives. And He showed Himself to be the one true God in this great time that is about to happen. And in that day, shall His strong cities be as a forsaken bow. And an upper, we talk about Damascus, talk about Syria, and an uppermost branch which they left because of the children of Israel. And there shall be desolation. Desolation will happen, it will occur, it will take place in Syria. And as we're seeing it take place now, maybe the prophecy isn't, isn't something that was going to just happen all at once. Though there is an incident here that happens seemingly at once, but we've been watching the destruction of Syria now for several years, the breaking down of a nation. And their, their fortress there is in Damascus. Their power, their royal power is there in the Assad regime in Damascus. And the people are the ones suffering. Strong cities are being broken down, forsaken. We hear talk of chemical warfare in Syria. Is it possible a limited nuclear strike? I, I particularly doubt that because of the proximity to Israel and the 
effect that it would have in that region, but some type of a neutron weapon, some type of a uh, chemical gas type weapon that could just literally uh, wipe people out in mass uh, is not unheard of in Syria. We know that they have weapons of mass destruction in the Assad regime. Why does God allow this to happen? Why does God allow this to reach this point and to reach ahead? And, and particularly here in Syria. Now we can talk about other nations. We've been talking in our Sunday messages about God's judgment on Israel, His own people. But why does God do this? Why does He allow? Look at verse 10. We have the answer. Because you, that is Syria, that is Damascus, you have forsaken the God of thy salvation. Who is the God of Syria? I want you to think about this for a minute. Think real hard for a minute, particularly in Isaiah's day. Islam came along, what, 600 years after Christianity. They were the first nation outside of Israel that received the Gospel. Paul the Apostle was knocked off his horse on his road to Damascus. The church in Antioch, Syria, was a, was a stronghold for Jesus Christ and taking the gospel in, not only into the other parts of the Middle East, but into Asia itself. They were believers in the Messiah and Jesus Christ. Syria was once a Christian nation, just like America, if you want to call America, was once a Christian nation. They were the same. They have forsaken the Lord their God. And because of that, God will judge them. What about the United States? This once proud Christian nation that relied upon God and, and now we want to allow every other God. See, Syria fell to Islam. The United States has an Islamic president and is falling to what? To Islam. And they're persecuting Christians, not only in the government, in the military, but they are going to they're going to suppress Christians all over this land and everything. That's absolutely. They have forsaken the Lord their God, and when God is pushed out, Satan comes in, and that's why there's, this is happening. That's why. See, the enemy likes to blame God. Well, why did God? No, why did the people turn away from the one who could save them? Notice he said, you have forsaken the God of your salvation. You've not been mindful, look at that, of the rock of thy strength. Therefore you shall plant pleasant plants and will set it out with strange slips. Ooh, talk about mingling that, mingling God with these idols. You see, he said, you're going to set that out. What's going to be the result of that? And in that day you shall make thy plant to grow and in the morning you shall... Make thy seed to flourish, but the harvest shall be a heap in the day of grief and desperate sorrow. There's a great day coming. A day of grief and desperate sorrow. It's coming. It's coming to Syria. But not just Syria, my friends. It's coming to the world. It's coming to this world because of forsaking of the Lord, because of what man will do to God's chosen people, Israel. That's what's coming. We're seeing these things happening in that nation and should we live much longer, we're going to see destruction coming to our shore as well. Make no mistake about it. You know, we tend to think as Americans, well, it's always the guy over there. Yeah. 
Troy's the only guy, you know, with Vietnam, it's way over there. It's not over here, it's way over to... No, it's coming here. It's coming this way. Because why? We, we like Syria, have forsaken the Lord our God. And we have not been mindful of Him and His protection and His blessing. Look at verse 12. And God rebukes the nations here. Woe to the multitude of many people which make a noise like the noise of the seas. And in the rushing of nations that make a rushing like the rushing of mighty waters. The nations shall rush like the rushing of many waters. But God shall rebuke them and they shall flee far off and shall be chased as the chaff of the mountains before the wind, and like a rolling thing before the whirlwind. And behold, at even time... Now here's what... I, let me stop there. So the nations began to rush and began to make a tumult, began to get excited. The nations, plural. And he's talking specifically before that verse about Syria, Damascus, and, and how it would be, be because of the children of Israel. So there's a clash. There's something that takes place. And now all the nations begin to make a rush and a clamor over what's going on. I can just see within my mind's eye the, the UN Secretary General getting up and condemning you know, what's going on in Syria and probably condemning Israel because Syria had disappeared. All the nations taking sides you know, against God's people. And all the clamor going on. We need this resolution. We should do that. And this is the... And the God said, I'm going to rebuke them and they're going to flee like Chad. I'm just going to blow out of my nostrils and the nations are going to go back to where they came from. Because this is the work of God. It's God's doing. God's permitting this to be done so that He can set up His people for salvation. Look at verse 14. Behold, at evening tide, trouble. Something tells me prophetically here, something's going to come one evening. Now remember, we're seven hours behind them. But sometime in the evening, one day ahead, Syria is going to face some trouble. And it says here, before morning, he is not. Thank you, Jesus. This is the portion of them that spoil us and the lot of them that rob us. God said, this is what's going to happen. You ever heard that saying in the Bible? You shall reap what you... Oh. This is exactly what's happening to Syria. They have antagonized the nation of Israel. They have robbed Israel. They have stolen land from Israel. They're setting up right now with Iran yep. in the Golan so they can try to take back that land that belongs rightfully to Israel. Yeah. That's what they're doing. And I wouldn't be surprised if it starts over that. Iran emboldened Russian airstrikes right now are giving them air cover and they make a, a move on the Golan to take it back. Israel's already got troops there. The, the fight commences. And the Scripture says at evening time, trouble, and in the morning they are no longer there. That's what leads me to believe it's possible it could be a limited nuclear strike. It's possible that a tactical nuke from artillery shell could be used. But we know this, that Damascus is gone because of what happens with Israel. Are we there yet? Is this... I think we are so close, church. So close. I can see it almost in the mind's eye. I can see it happening. I can see it happening. 
question is, ladies and gentlemen, are you right with the Lord? Do you know Jesus? Are you a believer in Him? Do you know that if you died right now, you would go to heaven and be with Christ? If not, you need to make an attempt to reach out to Him. He's there for you. If you don't know the Lord, I want you to take a moment of time and pray with me this prayer. Dear Lord Jesus, I thank You that You died on the cross for my sin. Lord, I thank You that You gave Your life for me, that I may be set free from the power of sin, from the wages of sin. Lord, I believe that blood was shed on my behalf. Come into my life. Forgive me of my sin, Lord. Cleanse me of all unrighteousness. And Father, I'll serve You. I'll live for You. In Jesus' name, Amen. And amen. My friend, if you pray that prayer and you believe it in your heart, you are a new creation in Christ. Write me. Email me. Let me know what God is doing in your life. Until next time, may the Lord bless you. Thank you for listening to our broadcast. Pastor Jerry welcomes your correspondence. You can email your comments, questions, and prayer requests to him at lowercase j-c-a-r-r-i-c-k-z-i-l-l-a at gmail.com. That's jcarrickzilla at gmail.com. Until our next broadcast, we'll see you there or in the air. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.